0: Welcome to Ancient Answers, our program that discusses the current and modern challenges by referring to the words of ancient thinkers that dealt with similar matters of the human condition. I am Gordon. And I'm Shane. And we're going to talk today about, well, it's going to be our Q&A. Yeah, we're doing a Q&A episode, our quote and answer. We get a lot of uh, positive feedback from people that they kind of like that we pick out four quotes, two with Shane and two with me. Mm -hmm. And then we sort of throw them at each other, and then we sit and we, we comment. We don't prearrange our comments, we, we do these on the fly. Yeah, this is very much an improv episode. Yeah, spontaneous yeah. would be the word stuff later. So yeah. you
1: go ahead, you've got the, the first quote. There. All right, sure. So uh, I went entirely Greek this time. So <laughs> my, I usually try and go Greek and, Greek and Chinese, it tends to be. But this one's a. So the first one is from Epictetus Happiness and freedom begin with one principle. Some things are within your control and some are not.
0: Oh, well,
1: <laughs> yeah, isn't
0: that interesting? Life is sometimes you just can't change things, yeah. You just gotta, it is
1: what it is. Mm-hmm.
0: That's an expression
1: in my mom, it is what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. happiness and freedom begin with one principle some things are within your control and some are not. That's a profound, I would say, that as I've reached the age of wisdom
0: that I am now, <laughs> and sorry, I'm just being facetious about that (laughs) um yeah i've learned that there are there are times when i just have to take a deep breath and not worry about it Mm -hmm. realizing the scope of big things you can't
1: micromanage the planet yeah and, and that's uh this one really stuck out to me when i first read it because i think it's it's like a dr seuss quote or something like there's a more modern version that sort of fits in the same vein where it's you know being able to accept the things you cannot change and change the things you cannot accept. Yeah, and, I mean that falls. Yeah, and so that that's what that's what this made me think of was just that, you know, and and I found it to be very true in in my time. Now I'm I'm very much a Type B personality. I'm a very laid back individual to the point where I it sometimes gets me into trouble because I procrastinate on things that I I know I shouldn't be, and I can even tell myself like you should be freaking out about this, but you're not. So. Uh, but there are times where a big part of that is that I'm, I've been very honest with myself in my life and I just have a, a pretty solid understanding of what is in my control and what is not. And when I started sort of living my life by this philosophy, like, I noticed that I had a much more positive attitude where anything that was within my power to deal with. There are sometimes where things go wrong and I just have to say there is nothing I can do about this. And that's it. I just have to accept it. But then there are other times where I just look at it and go, okay, what can I do? What can I do myself in this situation to make things better, to fix the problem? Well, yeah. I mean, I have
0: experienced some serious health setbacks, uh, life-threatening, certainly. Uh, Now, I'm in much, much better shape now. I'm happy to say that. Mm -hmm. But there was a point where you didn't know which way it was going to go. And you didn't have any control over it. All right. And if, if you were relying on other people's skill to do that, that was sobering. Because I spent my life kind of being an in-charge kind of person. I think I was a modest type A. I'm not that now. I think there's been a change. Uh, I'm a lot more easier going. I certainly have people tell me I'm easier going. But I reflected on that one because there was an acceptance I could not change some things that had happened i just had to live with it and had to find maybe the challenge is to find a happiness in another direction okay and not yeah. worry about micromanaging aspects of my life that i felt i was entitled to be able to chart. because we are sold i'm going to be honest i think it's sold that somehow if we are you know uh decision-making oriented people you know, corporate executive, uh, that's thats the greatest happiness appeal in our life. Well, you know, I don't know. I think in the end you say, well, you know, we all die. We don't take the money with us. <laughs> yeah. Now, do good with it on life. But you can't replace moments of friends and family mm-hmm. where there are those moments where you can share that and different interesting thought i mean the greeks obviously recognize mortality as part of it we know there's lots of writings about that one mm-hmm. and certainly um uh, that thought reflects on you can't change things yeah and, and now it wasn't like the old days where well it's the fate of the gods the gods make all the decisions. yeah that's and that's a whole different we thing think is that differently that this, today yeah this at least that.
1: still has an element of personal freedom of, of choice in it as well. Less less destiny and more free will. But it's it's a it's all about choice though to me. It's a, it's to, to choose what to hang on to and what to let go. And the idea that there are some things that you just cannot change. So don't worry about those. Don't you have no control it. over it. Don't let it bother you affect change where you can and in a way that will benefit you or the people around you. And, and don't feel that
0: because you can't make a change that makes you somehow inherently a failure. Mm-hmm. There are just things you can't change. And yep. you can't micro... Yeah, you spend all your time trying to micromanage
1: everything. You'll never get anything done. I've, I've had some... Of, cause of, my of note. Yeah. Because like my, my life and my career and stuff has, has not gone at all according to plan. I studied universe, or I history in university and now I'm trying to break into like the trades, right? Yeah. So... Um, One thing that I've learned over that and that I've repeated many, many, many times is it's very important to have a plan, but it's even more important to be flexible because life doesn't care what your plans are. Life happens... While you're making plans. While you're making plans, and you have to roll with the punches, adjust accordingly, and adapt. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, that's a, good, that's a good quote. My quote, right, yeah, Mike, uh, is Thucydides. Okay. Uh, you know, there's a guy in history that if I could, I would love to sit down and have a drink with him. Uh, <laughs> although I don't drink drink. I would have a good Diet Coke or something. <laughs> I, I would sit down and have a conversation with him. But anyways, his quote here, and I'll read this carefully. Mm-hmm. The brave are <clears throat> surely those that have the... Oh man, I do have a difficult reading this stuff mm-hmm. uh, you might have to edit this one out yeah. okay, try, okay the brave are surely those that have the clearest oh God, why can't I see that word okay, Tark 3 yeah. the brave are surely those that have the clearest vision of what is before them, glory and danger alike and yet, notwithstanding go out to meet it now I like this quote I like I said Thucydides is one of those writers the reason why his book is an absolute treasure Mm -hmm. uh, is the insight into human nature especially in the conflict of the of a war but that quote there is how do you see a vision was he a soldier Uh, Yes, he was a general. I thought thought so, uh, He was uh, dismissed in disgrace because he failed in a battle. Oh, right. Uh, And he kind of, I think, wanted a bit of revenge by writing an account where he could tell it. Now, he he does kind of want to defend himself a little bit. But when it came to the whole debacle in Syracuse, he gets his just... Revenge because he gets to write about it and say, He told you so. (laughs) Uh, I like it, I like that though. His insight into human beings, particularly how men are motivated to both fight but also how men can fall apart in panic, Mm -hmm. is what's his insight. And so, I think this is why this is important because the whole idea of glory or danger.
1: Yeah, everything well, um, that's great takes risk. And th- and that's that's what caught me when when you were reading that is that that's why I asked if if he was a soldier. I was pretty sure but I couldn't remember. Um and but it just sounded very much like a soldier's mentality where, you know, there is especially a Greek soldier, there is glory and danger. And the danger is secondary to the glory in a lot of Greek mindsets. Yeah, they want uh, the songs written about them after the battle. Exactly, right? Um but that that was what I first thought of and it's and it's just the idea of, you know, uh, having to take, take like, high risk, high reward. Having to take chances to to make the most impact, I suppose. To do great things. Well, we are certainly aware that someone like Alexander the Great,
0: there are contemporary records that he commented a lot about. It's like, no guts, no glory. Yeah. Uh, you know, the victor goes to those that are bold. I mean, we've seen other leaders all through history often state that. Uh, but in our personal lives... You know our
1: everyday personal lives. You know we're not out swinging swords these yeah. days. Uh, well, you, you can you can narrow it down to you know asking someone out on a date. You know the danger and glory, right? Like it's it's I an intimi- it's a, hey, it's an intimidating prospect, but you just gotta like go for it and see what happens. Actually, I, I would say that that was
0: the The most important decision I ever did in my life. There you go, right? Was to ask this
1: lovely lady out <laughs> on a date, and 35 years later, we're still together. There you go. See, and and it's and so that to me, that's sort of a, a, a I guess a modern spin on it, where it's. To use that as an example, anyway, but it's, it would be, it's intimidating. Yeah. It's scary, but there, but there is a lot of reward that it goes with that. Could be taken on a new job. Yeah, there maybe you go. That involved a, maybe a
0: relocation to another city. Yep, yeah. I have a daughter that did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a new relate you mentioned relationship, but it could be something like, um, you know, you're really powerfully caught up in a in a in a cause, mm-hmm. and then you're asked to speak in public about it. And that's intimidating, but you need to find the courage in yourself to stand up and speak your mind in a way. Um, you know, I've often seen it reported that public speaking is the most feared thing for people. Oh yeah. So for some people who has never, sorry people, somebody who has never had the opportunity of public speaking, suddenly being asked to to speak in public, it could be an absolutely terrifying experience. Mm-hmm. They have to overcome that fear, no different than a soldier has to overcome the fear of standing in line facing an enemy across the field. Yeah. Uh, now you got your your buddies with you, and that helps. Mm-hmm. But there's always the fear. You know, I and I do not remember who said it. Uh, the fear of the of the early morning. I think it was uh, uh, I don't Napoleon know who said, "There's no it's nothing quite like the fear." Of the early morning, that is, the soldier that can get up and be ready to fight in the early morning, yeah. has to overcome fear, fatigue, and this, and the sense that they they put aside
1: their their worries for the cause. Yeah. And Cecilius mavisy was touching in on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I I quite like that one. I I certainly think that that one has a lot of relevance today. You know, the brave are surely those who have the clearest vision of what is before them, glory and danger alike, and yet notwithstanding, go out to meet it. So it's it's, and the thing is, what I like about it too is that it's not based in ignorance. It's about knowing, knowing. that there is danger. Oh, knowing that's that, a good point. If yeah. you were ignorant, it doesn't really make a difference, it, right? Anyone can be just just doing what you're doing. Yeah, anyone can be brave if there's no danger. But that, is that really bravery at that point, right? Like, but yeah. but knowing that there is danger in the path ahead, but that it's it's the right path, it's the glorious path, whichever adjective you want to choose, and then stepping out and walking that path in the face. of You know, of I've, it. I've thought about that. Let's. I mean we, we talk about ancient history, but
0: you know, I think of some modern examples of 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 uh you know, soldiers thrown into the battle of Stalingrad. They knew they were likely gonna die. Oh jeez, that was a Kamikaze meat pilots were not mm-hmm. you know, they were not ideological believers. They were sensible middle class men who said, you know, I'm gonna die anyways, I might as well make it work. Yep. And they they, they did that. So back in the old days, the ancient days, there were there were those that recognized that if they were going to go into battle, they could die. Or if they were going to go on an expedition, they may not survive, but it had to be done. Ah, interesting. That's yeah. that's a powerful quote. Yeah,
1: I like that one. All right, what's your quote now? All right, so, like I said, sticking with a the Greek theme. Uh, so this is uh, by Plato, one of our favorite uh, philosophers. As the builders say, the larger stones do not lie well without the lesser. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. My yeah. oh wow! My first thought is
0: something kind of different.
1: Okay, well, because uh, because when I first thought about this, I thought it was very relevant uh, for right now. Like right now, we're recording during the midst of the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, which has officially surpassed a full year now. Yay! Um, just as of a, a few days ago, and and to me, it uh, it made me think of their the argument right now with um, uh, essential employees, and when you think about the sort of bare bones essential employees, so like grocery store. Uh, uh, clerks and whatnot, ah, where it's these I people who, on this yeah, way? it's these people who are paid minimum wage, sort of no experience, very simple kind of jobs, menial jobs that are not terribly well respected. And yet, but without vital. them, oh yeah, and, and they're vital, right? Like they're essential. The larger structure society would not survive. Yeah, exactly. Like it's well. food distribution; it's the last step <laughs> in the food distribution chain, and they're looked at as sort of menial and unimportant. I don't understand that. So to me, that very much makes sense. Where they would be, like, sort of the, the lesser stones, quote unquote, you in know, in this scenario here. I think that's a fascinating
0: quote. That's one that I, that's a good one you picked, because we tend as history buffs and and we will focus on the great characters of history, mm-hmm. and yet the challenges behind every Julius Caesar and Alexander the Great, there was all these other competent people mm-hmm. that made the other pieces work. Yep. These guys didn't rise to power unless they had. Now, you have to give them credit for their leadership yes, ability. Of course. But they couldn't have made it happen if they didn't have a cadre. Oh, no one does like, it on their own. Yeah. That's right. And so let's reflect on a modern day. We reflect on doctors and nurses, but someone who's <laughs> in a hospital three times a week, <laughs> I see the fact that the, social, the, the staff, the cleaning staff are just... As vital as anything else, yeah. Because they got to make sure the mis- the equipment is cleaned and the equip and the and the stuff is cleaned up in order to maintain. In this case, you know your your sterilities and stuff like that. Yeah. But it goes anywhere in society, and I often wondered, you know, the leather the leather makers in ancient days the. the the little, the captains that took the little boats out that were going to do trade, none of that would have happened without their skill sets, and yet they're not remembered.
1: Well, and and even uh, uh, in in modern days, there's sort of the stereotype where a parent will point out, like a construction worker, let's say, and say, you know, uh, if you don't want to, if you don't want to be doing that kind of work, like stay in school, well, what's wrong with that kind of work? Like, they're the ones making the road that you're driving on right now. Right, they're the ones making the building, the buildings. We do create you're. a hierarchy of stuff. That is true, and and so, so they're being pointed out as again, quote unquote, lesser stones. But that's sort of the foundation of our society. That we, that they're the ones who literally again built the roadways and built to keep with the construction worker theme, and it's just sort of this this weird idea where you know there's almost a, a disconnect or a disrespect for these very small, menial, but essential, integral parts. Yep, I'm aware of a guy that built a beautiful uh, chimney
0: and fireplace for my parents. Mm -hmm. And I was in awe of how he knew how to put it together. Picking out raw stones, jagged stones, and putting them in together to this beautiful construction. And thinking, and I was a kid when this happened, thinking, wow, this is what ancient peoples knew how to do. There you go. I don't know how to do that. I don't think I would have a a shot at doing it a good job, certainly without... Training so that my eye would see what it should see. Yeah. And I reflect... Let's reflect on the ancient skill set. Now, that doesn't even count the fact that women Mm -hmm. are, in many cases, completely forgotten in the history story. Yes. Sorry, gals. It's just what happens. Yeah. Uh, And yet, every life that ever was born had a mother. Yeah. And had to have, you know, diaper... Nappies changed and diapers changed Mm -hmm. and instruction and taught and fed... And all those things, that is work. Anybody who has kids, yeah, especially any moms who are the primary caregivers of young children, they know, and we respect the fact that we know, uh, it, it takes a lot of work to raise a human being. Yeah, and And yet in history, there are societies that gave at least lip service to it, But most did not. Most did not. It was a story of guys. Yep. It was just the guys doing the, playing the battles. (laughs) And that was all that was important. And yet the whole structure of society would not exist if it wasn't for the the matrix of interconnected skill sets Mm -hmm. and and devotion. Wow. Yeah. I quite like that quote. All right. Last so week.
1: what's uh, what, what's what's the last one? You okay, got our last quote
0: here is from uh, Lao Tzu. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, just a real source of interesting. Oh God, yes. Quotes. He's fascinating. An ant on the move does more than a dozen ox standing still. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love the I, oh, thoughts?
1: I love that. I love that. Yeah. An ant on the move does more work than a dozen ox standing still. And if
0: you ever watch a nature show and you see an ant's carrying these you know, the the like branches and, and, and they're and, yeah. going you know, I remember it was David Attenborough was saying, the ant is carrying twenty times its weight. <laughs> I'm thinking, twenty times its weight. Right? Okay, I'm thinking, okay, that would be me carrying Four thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah. Like, two, <laughs> like two metric tons, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and, and and if you think in in a sense, you know, and we've all seen the pictures of oxen just out there chewing away, sitting <laughs> in the field, they're not yep. doing much, except probably releasing <laughs> gases. <laughs> yep. You um, know, uh, that's a profound thought. Now, my first thought about that is, never think that your chore or activity is worthless if you're doing something Mm. because at least something is being done and we overlook that i am guilty for a good part of my life of always trying to go for the big score and getting things done it took me a while to realize that the real success was to steadily work at something it was better to work a little at a time than to put it off put it off and then try to score big by scrambling and doing it at the last minute
1: Yeah. Didn't always necessarily work out that well. Yeah, I I hear you on that one. So I I like to do some writing in my free time. Like, that's nothing, right. Nothing special, but just it's something I enjoy doing, uh, and and I find that I I like to have a big chunk of time. So to ah so uh, yes. because when, when you yeah, yeah when you get into the groove of it, right? Like it's the creativity just comes flowing out. But but that's hard to do in a modern life where you know even during during COVID it's been easier because there's less going on. But Uh, But I still work 40 hours a week, so it's hard to find a block of time that I can dedicate to it. But if I decided, okay, well, if I just do a page a day, well, in a month I'll have 30 pages done. You know, I don't need to sit down in an afternoon and try and hammer something out. And even if I do that, I might only get 10. If if I'm lucky, I might get 10 done. But if I just decide I'm going to do one page a day, you know, just that ant moving a a single stone, a single piece of sand at one time... At the end of a month, I'll have thirty pages written. At the end of a month, that ant will have moved a mountain. Well, the majority of great writers, successful certainly the
0: commercially successful mm-hmm. writers, if you want to use that as your benchmark, almost uni- uni- uh, universally say it's doing a steady amount of work on a daily basis. I've heard Stephen King talk about well, that. Well, he was one, but the, yeah, the, the professionals just sit down and start writing. They just they they treat it as a profession because they say. That even the moment they sit down, they may not exactly know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But the brain is becomes familiar with the routine and then snaps into place. Oh, okay. And it's like a muscle that you've worked on now knows what it's it's meant to do. yeah, okay. And therefore the even if it's to sit down as as little as the sit down, which is like
1: the ant doing yeah. it a little bit it's moving more than it would be that you're just thinking about it walking around. Well, it's the whole idea. I guess the whole thing can be summed up with the idea that anything is better than nothing. Yeah, and I mean better I've, than nothing. I've heard, I've heard that through my whole time at school where, you know, um, with an ex- with a final exam, let's say, where the if the prof- you know, if you if the time runs out and you've got 5 questions left, what are you going to throw out the whole paper? Well, no, you're going to hand it in because even if, though you didn't finish five questions, you still got through 95 or whatever it is, right? Like anything's yeah, yeah. better than nothing. Anything's better than a zero. <laughs> so the work of an ant on the move
0: mm-hmm. is still more effective, more impactful. There you go. There's yeah. a modern word. Yeah. Then a bunch of uh, ox just sitting on a field. Chewing some chew, cud. Chewing some cud. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good way to end of this episode. There you go. <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you very much for everybody listening to the latest issue here. Our uh, episode of question or quote and answer. Quote I, answer I sometimes yeah. say question, but Q and A. <laughs> Q and A. But quote and answer. We we take these quote. We hope they've been insightful for you. And as we discuss and and think about the impact on reflections with us, uh, do check us out on social media. Answer yeah. questions. We love to hear from you. Your yeah. thoughts
1: uh, and you, even if you disagree with us. Oh, with absolutely. Us, okay yeah. With yeah. Us. You Just didn't... be polite. I'm yeah. Swearing, you know. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter. We've also got a Facebook page. Uh, you can listen to us on Anchor that has links to both of them as well as our page on Spotify. Uh, yeah, just just search us out. Send us a tweet. Send us a message. And uh, we'd love to hear back from you. And if you have any ideas for topics that we could talk about, we'd love to hear that as well. Uh, any feedback is better than no feedback. That's right. <laughs> Be an ant. There you go. Not Be an, an ox. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again. I'm
0: Gordon. And I'm Shane. And enjoy the great day.